Welcome to the Minter Dialogue radio show, number 15. Today's show is with Barbara Mallinson, CEO and founder of Obami, which essentially brings the benefits of social media and e-learning together right into the school in a closed and secure environment. I find Obami, which was given the top 10 award at the United Exporter Forum in 2011, an absolutely marvellous project. And as you'll hear, Barbara is a delightful personality as well. Hope you enjoy the show. Dialogue Radio Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, and I'm author of the blog TheMindset.com. That's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview, so let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Radio Show. I am at the Women's Forum 2011. And uh, it's been a great, great presentation. I'm in a beautiful hotel, and I'm with someone who I met, I think, over about a year ago, uh, called Barbara Mallinson. Barbara um, started up an amazing concept called Obami, which I like to call as a Facebook for schools, but Barbara will tell us more. So, Barbara, I'd like to uh, ask you to introduce yourself. And what I'd like to focus on at the beginning is to, to say, right, education. How, how can you use social networks to improve education as a sort of broader topic? Right, so first of all, thanks so much for, for interviewing me, Minta. Great to be on your show. Um, but yeah, just to answer your question, I mean, social networking, everyone's using it these days. It's the buzzword. Uh, you know, we're seeing the use and application of it in business, in travel. In, you know, I know that there are social networks out there for pets. Um, you know, there are one in eight Americans have a social network for p- networking profile for their pets. We haven't seen this transpire within the education sector, and I think that's a really topical point. And you know, where kids are using these tools in every other part of their lives, yet our teachers are failing to bring them into the classroom and to use it not in replace of face-to-face education, but actually for the benefit and for the support of education. Um, so you know, things like blogging, sharing news links. Um, you know, adding photos, discussing, commenting tools, um, being able to, to chat with your, with your classmates and to really bring it down to a peer review system rather than a teacher standing up in front and giving a teacher-tell model. Um, so that's where the benefit of social learning technologies come in, not just social networking, but applying it to the learning landscape. That's brilliant. Well, yeah, clearly you've got e-learning as well amongst the other tools, and there's this obvious ability in social learning to learn via the conversation with your peers, and that's what, where you see the, the learning sink in, and clearly social media and the conversations that go on there are a great way to do it. All right, well, like, would you tell us about Obami? When did you found it, and why, and how does it work? Well, it's been around for quite a while already, um, but in its infancy, it was actually a generic networking site, um, you know, much like we ha- know Facebook of today. Um, but as Facebook sort of went beyond college networks that it initially served, Obami decided to actually close itself down, make it a more private and more secure space. And then obviously looking at the school market and realizing that schools didn't have anything that they could rely on to to interact between their learners, the teachers, and the parents. So we customized our features for that, and then we added on the e-learning tools. Um, So essentially, Abami offers the blogging, the news sharing, the photo updates. But one thing that it really does, and it does quite well, is to recognize the three cornerstones of education, and that's obviously um, being able to distribute resources, you know, what we currently know as textbooks or classes 
those handouts, but to be able to, to put that into a digitized format and share that with our peers, then to be able to comment and discuss that. So it's actually the application of teaching and learning. Um, and finally, of course, there's assessments. So just to be able to measure performance, measure how much a learner has managed to, to grasp a, a certain concept or theory, um, and for them to then, on the back of that, proceed to the next level in their learning uh, ladder, so to speak. So, I mean, clearly, <laughs> you, I can see I can correct my, uh, the notion that Obama is not just a Facebook because it integrates lots of functionality. It's completely appropriate to this environment. All right, so tell us, um, you know, it's a closed network, uh, and it, it really uh, allows for the distribution of handworks, e-learning, and so on, and the conversation. Uh, it uh, w works with teacher, student, for me, the triumvirate, teacher, student, and parent. So, concretely, how does that work? Well, I mean, it just recognizes that, uh, you know, the three, the, as you mentioned, the three major roles that play within school environments are the, the learners and, of course, their teachers and, and their parents. Uh, one thing that Abami does quite well is to recognize who teaches who and to actually automate those relationships on the back of it. So you don't have to have a teacher sitting there sending out 200 friend requests, you know, that the system takes that into consideration. And so right from the point of login, their very first point of login, they're able to communicate with their class, with their grade, um, with their teachers. And the teachers can obviously keep in touch with the, with the learner's parents, which I think is really new in this day and age um, where it, it provides a certain level of transparency. Teach, uh, parents are always up to date on what their kids have to do what, in terms of homework projects, um, tests, and also the marks that they get on the back of that. So it really just brings everyone together um, delivers that transparency and, and allows for better communication within the school environment. We're going to take this on another level, transparency. Ooh, big word. <laughs> um, you know, there's certain cultures where you have transparency on the grading of teachers. There are certain other cultures that haven't managed to accept that. What's your position on that? Well, I mean, certainly from my aspect, I come from South Africa, and, and education is in a dire, dire state. Um, one of the main reasons is because we just don't have enough good teachers out there, and the system's really failing to provide those teachers, to provide, um, you know, we, we can all remember a teacher from school that really made an impact, and um, we feel like if we had more of those kind of people in our lives, you know, imagine the possibilities that could come of that. So I think what Obami does is really help to, to give these tools to teachers so that they can engage better with their, t with their learners um, and, and put them in, in the place where, you know, we can also look at teachers themselves and see what kind of, um, what kind of work they're doing with their kids. So just like we're assessing the children, being able to assess teachers on their performance as well and get feedback from teachers. And that stems across to parents as well. Get the, the parents involved in the school community. Get them to send in feedback. Don't just keep feeding them information. It's a two-way dialogue, really. Well, what I certainly see is a lot of Mediocrity, unfortunately, um, but I also think that there's a, lot, a lack of respect for the teaching environment, and hopefully this is one way we can do it. So um, one other question is with regard to Obami is, uh, what's the economic model? Who pays? Right, yeah, so I mean, Obami is free for schools, and uh, obviously that sounds quite crazy because it, we are offering so much. Um, the basic level is free. In due time, we'll be adding on other applications that, you know, those schools that can afford it um, can obviously make use of that, those um, paid-for applications. Um, but then on the other side, we've also got um, engaging with partners who are able to provide edutaining content, so sponsored content, being able to, um, you know, we want to stick away from the display advertising but really engage with them to be able to pass on a, a responsible message but at the same time get brand awareness out of that. Um, so we're working with them on that. There are a number of other things virtual gifts that we'll be looking into, you know, like certificates, gold stars, things that teachers love to, to pass on to their kids. Um, so uh, really it's a whole um, recipe of, of 
business models that come together and really make it sustainable for schools, um, especially those from a South African context and a lot around the world, given the current climate of, of the you know, the economy, is um, to give this, these tools to schools in a much more affordable way. Love it. So sort of more collaborative content partners is where we're... Right, so Obama is uh, based in South Africa. Uh, can you tell us about how, what your installation is in South Africa and your international ambitions? Well, yeah, I mean, we've got over 100 schools that are making use of the platform now, which is really exciting. Um, obviously, coming from South Africa, we have connectivity issues. Uh, we have a lot of things to worry about other than just providing technology to schools. Um, but what we've seen is, you know, right on the top scale, we've got these amazing schools who they really are privileged. Uh, they've got, you know, 15 megabyte plus lines who are using Obami in its full capacity, uh, right from writing exams um, to you know, going paperless on their curriculum. It's been fantastic. And right down on the other side of the scale, we've seen these schools who are far less privileged, um, you know, based in townships. These kids don't have food to eat during the day, but they're coming to school and they're using Obami as a tool to, one, be introduced to computers, two, to the internet, and three, to social media. So whilst they're not maybe at the level that these other schools are at, it's still a great way for them to learn, um, and so much more than they are currently learning. And also a place for, for their teachers to access free resources, you know, that the other more privileged schools have created. So it really is that, that bringing together of the two ends of the scale um, and allowing for the free flow of, of re educational resources, really for the betterment of all learners. All right, so what about uh, overseas, or at least uh, beyond South Africa's wonderful borders? Yes, of course. I mean, obviously, South Africa's market is small, so uh, we are starting um, to get ourselves into the UK. We've got a number of schools who have just recently signed up and starting to make use of it. We're getting great feedback there. Uh, and we're looking west, we're looking east. Um, it's certainly something on the horizon. And I think what the beauty of Abami is, and, and hopefully seeing more of it in future, is to actually connect schools so it becomes a cultural exchange, just as much as an educational platform. Um, so connecting schools in the UK that, you know, they don't know what a school in South Africa looks like and vice versa. And I think that's, we're going to see more and more as we start to get into to more uh, richer cultures from across the world. Right, that's brilliant. I, I, I've actually seen schools in South Africa and I love that idea of providing a platform for the networking for the schools because there's a community of teachers that would like to learn from each other because they need to learn as well and still to be inspired. All right, so when we met, and I'm just remembering the word 27, I think when we met, you had 27 schools. You've grown beautifully since we met. I think that's what we said. So you, last year, you won the award at NetExplorator. Question for you, what did it mean for you? Did it, how did that help your business? Well, wow, I mean, that was an absolute privilege. Um, I was bowled over by it, and, and just the, the level of the, the participants there and, and the award winners was, was amazing from so, such diverse fields. Um, so for me, it was very enlightening to be a part of that. Um, I made some great contacts. Obviously, I met you there, Minta, so that was fantastic Thank in you. itself. Um, but I think it, what it really did was, was bring about a certain credibility to what I'm doing and what Abami can do, specifically in South Africa, where you know they're not necessarily looking for social learning platforms because they're just not aware of what's mm -hmm. out there. Um, so from that perspective, it did bring in a lot of press and, and, and news around it. And then I think it also opens up the doors to, to reach new markets as well, which has been fantastic. Glad to hear. So, um, right, you know, I'm, I'm a parent, I'm pedagogic in my heart. Uh, I was a student, we all were. Uh, when, when, when you put in Obami in a school, one of these hundred schools, do you have a gauge on who are the biggest utilizers? Is the relationship bigger between student-parent, student-teacher, teacher-parent? What's, what's going on in that dialogue? How, how do you, can you sort of gauge where the conversation's happening the most? 
Yeah, I mean, certainly, it, it really is de dependent on, on different schools. You know, we have uh, primary schools using it, um, elementary schools, as they're known. And I think they're using it in a, in a greater social capacity because obviously kids can't get, you know, younger than 13, they can't get onto Facebook and make use of those social networking tools. So Barmy's become their social platform of choice. Um, whereas on the flip side, uh, we've got secondary schools who are using it in its entire educational capacity. So it's not there to replace Facebook, um, but the students are certainly engaging with the teachers and getting the, the sort of educational resources they want. They're submitting their homework via there. They're doing peer-to-peer -peer reviews. Um, so it, it's difficult to say exactly where, where the relationships are strongest, but we're certainly seeing um, a lot of dialogue happening amongst classmates and between the, the teachers and the, and the kids. Parents coming on board, I mean, at this stage, we've only got a few schools who've actually introduced it to the system, um, but those that have are really benefiting from it. You know, we've had great feedback saying how suddenly the parents are, are less in the school's face. You know, they, they, they have less, less um, charge from, they dub it the, the car park mafia. Mm -hmm. um, and they just say it's a much less, infor less formal structure and medium for, for getting um, the message across about how the kid is performing at school and, and what the kid is expected to do. Um, so, yeah, different schools, as I say, are, are, are using it in different ways, and it's amazing to see that. Well, personally, I would subscribe to the idea of allowing a great way for the teacher to be in, the parent to be involved. It's, it's, it's this it's a tripod, and I can just imagine that at the younger level, it's going to be parent-teacher because, well, if I'm an eight-year-old, maybe I'm not typing so well, so far and so on, and then less parent anyway when you're 13 to 18 because there's more the e-learning platform and there's more, you know, the students know how to communicate better. To most of them, I can, see, I can see that intuitively. But then I think it's just so important to have the parent in there and, and get them responsible for their part of the uh, curriculum. All right, so um, imagine I'm a headmaster of a, of, uh, of a school. Uh, you want to tell me how to put, uh, yeah, I'm interested in Obami, but what's going to make it work? What are the keys to making it work? Look, I mean, without a doubt, it's, it's support from the top down. If, if the principal isn't interested in providing his support and blessing and, and even his involvement, you know, we, we do tend to see it takes a much longer time for it to go at schools. I mean, even with the enthusiasm from the kids, it's great. It might still be used in a social capacity, but the point of it is to actually offer um, itself as a, lear a learning tool. Um, and in order for that to, to become a reality, we really do see those schools where the principal is adamant that it's going to be something that's, that each and every teacher gets involved in, that the kids get involved in, it, you know, it flies there. Um, and that goes without say. Those schools where they're trying it out just with one class, um, you know, they, they get on there, enjoy it, but it, it certainly takes a lot longer and a lot longer for them to see the benefits. So we always recommend, you know, come on board, hear, talk to the other schools that are already using it, um, hear from them, and, and they'll find out for themselves that, uh, you know, the, the more they push it, the, obviously the better results they'll see. Yeah, I can just imagine one of those two, the tricky world of social media adoption. You know, at the beginning, there's no critical mass, and if there's no critical mass, how's it going to take place? It's a small environment as it is. I mean, it's a school. I mean, there are big schools, of course, but if you just leave it to one class and you only have a couple of students doing that one class, it's just hard to imagine, you know, well, why bother going on there if I can just make, make the telephone call? So it's the idea of being able to connect distributed-wise in an asynchronous fashion, which is really what the beauty of it. And so having the top-down 
impose it and, and take the decision, the vision to put it in place, that's what's going to help drive it. Otherwise, it's just, it can be a little bit slow and painful, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, for sure. And, uh, and it is also, you know, Obami just has this ability to replicate the entire school community and the sub-communities that form within it. Um, so if, you, if it is, does become the, the place to go to for all school-related information, whether that be learning it materials or whether it be, you know, communications around a sports team or a cultural group, um, the more that the school pushes that, the more that the top um, down the principal and the headmaster, headmistress gets involved in that, you know, the, the more benefit it, it brings about. So, so when a school puts in place, do you uh, white brand it or is it Obami? Um, at this point in time, it is Obami. Um, we will look in future to, uh, you know, offer that option to schools where they can add their own, their own school badge and all the rest. Um, that might come at a cost, um, you know, sure. for the privilege of having that and obviously just to sustain ourselves. Um, but, yeah, we found that, that the Obami brand is actually just so likable amongst the kids and the learners. So, so we might find some resistance from them when the schools decide to, to start doing that. Well, hopefully um, the U.S. elections uh, follow suit as well. <laughs> Um, the, the last question I have with regard to Obami, um, it's a closed environment, but are there any opportunities for third-party suppliers of app, apps? How does that work? At the moment, we don't have an open API, um, so third-party apps as per se aren't available. But we do have a platform that allows third parties to, to add content, you know, whether that be uh, their own educational resources, their own um, lesson plans that they've got around their own brand. Um, and that's in very many different formats, videos, YouTube videos, uh, images, text, uh, PDFs, embeddable, uh, Microsoft Word documents. Uh, we've, you know, they can build widgets, which are sort of just little embed codes that they can drop in there, so they might not necessarily tap into our database, which I think at the moment that suits our schools because they want mm -hmm. to know that this is a safe environment mm -hmm. and perhaps that, that reduces the perception of safety. Um, so we'll work with the schools on that. But, but going forward, yeah, we, we're planning to bring in more educational games um, through an open API, and that will be really exciting. I mean, that's, that's the only thing that, that kids have been really asking for us to improve on, is like, please put some cool games on there, and otherwise they're using it like crazy. So, right. so yeah, I mean, the, the opportunities are there for, for, you know, suppliers, partners within the education industry and beyond to actually get their message across, but in a very responsible and, uh, and moderated way, I suppose. Yeah, I'm just uh, laughing, thinking of Farmville for Obami. Um. <laughs> it could it could be, a, yeah, it could be a great success, you know, learning how to, how to farm, how to turn profits. Um, those kind of things are, are needed within the education space. They just aren't available at the moment. Yeah, so. I'd say especially in a place like South Africa, mm. out in the countryside. Yeah. All right, so last question. Uh, someone wants to uh, get in touch with you, follow you. What are the best ways to do that, Barbara? Well, we've obviously got a Twitter account, at Obami, which is O-B-A-M-I. Uh, we're also on obami.com. You can send a message to the Contact Us page. Info at obami.com is our email address. Um, yeah, just drop us a note, and we'd love to hear your views, suggestions, feedback, or whether you've got uh, connections to schools that you think might benefit from something like this. Please do get in touch. Beautiful. I hope you hear that. Uh, it's been lovely speaking to you, Barbara. Great to catch up with you. Well done this morning. And I uh, look forward to following what you're doing at Obami. Thanks so much, Minter. It's been an absolute privilege being on this today. Cheers. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minter Dialogue radio show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter. If you like the show, please don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or tweet it out. And if you speak French, you can find my other French language interviews on minterdial.fr. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. I want the
Hey friends, this is Jim Knight, former 21-year Hard Rock executive turned best-selling author and top 10 keynote speaker. And I'm Brant Menzwar, former frontman of Hollywood's most dangerous band turned top 10 motivational speaker and best-selling author. We host the how-to podcast, Thoughts That Rock, where we talk to rock stars, athletes, CEOs, astronauts, and even next-door neighbors who share their expertise and opinions. Together, we tackle the most interesting and challenging topics of today. Whether you want to learn how to become more confident, how to deal with anxiety at work, or how to write a hit song, or use Brazilian jiu-jitsu in life, we've got hundreds of episodes to help amp up your life and move you forward. Subscribe to Thoughts That Rock wherever you listen to podcasts, and check out evergreenpodcast.com for more information.